We're back. It's been a while. But it's been a little bit. Yeah. About a month. Yeah. You know, life happens. Life happens. There's a lot of life that happened this last month. You guys, you guys, the viewers out there, or listeners, whatever you want to call yourselves, you're going to love this show. Night on the Town. I'm Dan. I'm Jeff. And it's Friday the 12th of November, 2021. Last time we did this was when? October? October something. 13th? Was it the 13th? It was the 13th, wasn't it? No. No, it couldn't have been. No, because I remember you commenting on the fact that the, the Friday the 13th show was actually the 12th episode. So we did one after that. Yeah? No, no, we couldn't have. No, yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah, no. <laughs> No, we did Friday the thirteenth. That was August. That was well, that was way back in August. Yeah, Friday. No, that couldn't have been. Yeah. If you're telling me that we are on our fourteenth episode and the thirteenth episode happened in October, there's no way that we skipped over September. September. We did. I don't think it happened. I think you're fucking bullshitting me. No, I think it or or maybe we skipped October. It was it was one of the no other. we did the beginning of October so we talked about go- <laughs> <laughs> we talked about Halloween shit <laughs> we a, did because it was and ha- that was yeah that was Halloween because it was October so we missed September man wow that's we not took a good little bit year. of a, yeah I know I know folks it's been a hell of a year for keep, us all keep up with us yeah don't, don't mind our inconsistency yeah because we're not gonna be we're gonna be more consistent no we're not <laughs> just bear with us. <laughs> Statesville, mm. 25 years, mm-hmm. done. We went the final night. Yeah, so if you're not familiar, Statesville has been like a, a haunted house staple in the Chicagoland area for 25 years. Joliet, Illinois, folks. Yeah. Yeah, and then they just had their l- final haunted s- house. Final season, yeah. We went to the very last day, November 5th? Yeah, November 5th. Sixth. Yes. Sixth. Sixth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get this shit straight. Uh, but yeah, it was it was it was okay. It was all right. It was all right. It wasn't spectacular. Yeah, I was kinda hoping for more because I'd I'd never been to Statesville. When we talked I mean we, we talked about that Rob Zombie haunted house before because we went. Yeah. And I to me, that was one of the best haunted houses I went to. Yeah, so typically when I go to haunted house, I'm usually looking for like something that kind of sticks out. But I'm like, okay, that was that was disturbing. a really cool effect or it was whatever. Really disturbing. Right. Then there there have been like a few. I went to one. I I don't remember what it was called, but it was out in Lyle or I don't know what it was. Villa Park, maybe. 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 And it had this really fucking cool effect where you're walking down this long tunnel and it's got like flashing lights above it right. but it kind of like goes down the tunnel so, so it looks like, like infinity so it, it, it's just kind of blinking on and off and you have somebody at the end who's it, when it's when it's dark on them they're moving up so when you see them again they keep they're so up. much oh, closer than what you would expect man. them to be it, it was a really cool effect that is awesome it was a really cool effect that yeah. is awesome but yeah yeah but statesville was kind of just meh yeah kind of disappointed but yeah still glad i went yeah it wasn't like it was awful. They did they did some of the the old tricks. Yeah. Of just 
being in a corner and timing it just right. Yeah. And, you know, the makeup, I liked the makeup. I liked, we were talking about this. We were the last of the group, so we kind of, you really kicked back than I did. Oh, I, yeah. I was the very last, yeah, so, in, in our group, I was, was the very last was, one that went which through. Which was so fitting. Yeah. You were like the last of the bunch. I mean, sure, there was a line behind us, but we were the last of our, like, 50-person bunch. Yeah. Yeah, we were the last of the group. That was awesome. It was, that's kinda, that's yeah, awesome. I, I liked being able to just kind of like take my time and take it in and not being rushed by people behind me. And that's kind of horror story-ish. We're the last of the bunch. <clears throat> that would have been great if they were paying attention to it and then they'd be like somebody in there, like a character, you know, you're the last of the group. You're not leaving. Yeah. You know? You're like, never getting out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was good. And it, it was, it was the, I think the suspense was, was thrilling as, you know, just knowing that it was the last of it all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really honestly thought they'd give it more of like a last hurrah. Yeah. And like go yeah. all out, but it didn't. It, it didn't just feel like, like that. Yeah. It felt run of the mill at yeah. a haunted house. Yeah. But, hey, you know, we went. We went. I'm glad I experienced it. I never been before. You neither. Yeah. So I can say I, I did. And then uh, I, I, I saw this f- French gore, I guess it's supposed to be, or I don't know. It was a horror film I saw at the music box called Titan. I don't know. Like, like for Halloween, like that. Yeah, it they they had some they had some horror films there and this one won uh a Cannes film award. Really? Yeah. And it was wasn't it good? Like the first half was its own thing and the second half was its other, so it was kind of weird the second half, but the first half it just came strong like, "Oh, this is going to be a gore film." just a disturbing gore film and with kind of a cool setup going on here. That's what it, and that's what it was doing the first half hour. It right. was like, all right. It's leading up to something. Yeah. And it was like, this is going to be great. And then there was this part and I don't want to give this away, but there was a part halfway, like half hour into it. And it was like, yeah, all right. And then the next scene, it was like, What? And it was a completely new story. And the second story was just like, it seemed like an abstract film about something. And I don't want to give it away, but it it just seemed more abstract. And I mean, those French are known for, you know, not making any sense. And (laughs) I actually don't know if that's what they're known for. Yeah. And it just, to me, the two stories were supposed to kind of blend in some sort of weird fashion. Like, ooh, wow, look at that turn of events. But it was like, no, nah, man, this is shit thrown at the wall, mm. and it's not sticking. But somehow the critics are saying, oh, oh, you know. Like, I mean, yeah, clearly they're seeing something that you're you're not quite. Yeah. There, there maybe, was, maybe they were paid to. There was some other ratings that were mixed about it, but uh, a lot of critics – giving it just this awe-inspiring film you know come on man yeah shove it up your ass (laughs) there was people at the end of this when the credits were rolling at the end 
everyone there was like a dozen people in this theater. We we're at the music box and so <laughs> what? You know, it's like yeah. that. You heard that. Have the dozen people in this theater like what? All right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a bummer when you sit through something like that and you're just kinda like, All right, well, uh there was a guy that What did I just see? You know? Like there was what a, was the purpose of that? There was a guy that left like the fir- after the first half hour. He watched the first half hour and then he left right when it changed and he caught it and it was like He I'm, knew he, he kind of knew he what was going knew, on. And he yeah. was done. He's like and he got up. He got up and he he was in the front row, dude. Like a front row of like you know how there's the front seats and then where we sat today tonight. Right. Like he sat those the, where we sat. Gotcha. But in a smaller theater. Right. So it's like kind of like where it's most comfortable to be while, you know, like. Yeah. yeah. So not, not not the neck breaking seats where you're exactly. standing. Exactly. You're sitting there looking exact, straight up in the air. Exactly. <laughs> so he got up and left at the perfect time. He knew. He's like, oh. So how did he. Yeah, that's that's the question you got to ask yourself is how did he know? Right. <laughs> he must have saw. Like he saw what we saw, and he could foresee that it wasn't going anywhere. It wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> like I didn't like this turn of, I you know what when that turn of events did happen, I'm like, huh? It's just <laughs> like, all right, I'm eating more M and M's and popcorn, and you know, uh, you could drink beer in there. So I was drinking a beer or a cocktail, and so I was drinking my Tall Boy, and I'm like, all right, you know. But yeah, the alcohol kind of numbed you to the to the the moment, the BS that was. About, about to, to yeah. ensue. Yeah. So, yeah. That sucks. I mean, and then the next week saw Halloween Kills. And how was that? It's Halloween, you know. All right. It's I mean, I've, I haven't i have seen a Halloween, and I don't even know how if long. If you've seen one, I feel like you've seen them all. Yeah. You know, like, besides Halloween 3. I have seen one. Like, 3 is, that was weird. How they, they made it a, a different story. I, I, I forget. I'm what not the, sure which one that was. The one... Eight more days till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Eight more days till Halloween. Silver Shamrock. You remember that? No, like no was, not at all. The TV That's... would have like a, a jack lantern blinking on and off. Nope. Not ringing any bells. And yeah, there was like aliens or zombies. or No. Taking really? Up, taking over the world on Halloween with these like. There was a Halloween with Michael Myers. That wasn't Michael Myers. Halloween 3 was not Michael Myers. That was the only one that was unlike. They tried to take it a different route. Like, oh, let's, let's create new stories. But the through. whole point of Halloween is Michael Myers. So back at this point, they were trying to see if they can take Halloween into different directions, almost like a Twilight Zone. Yeah, why would you try to do that? Because after Halloween 2, they figured, oh, Halloween 2. Okay, <laughs> that's the end of that story. Now let's start with something else. Halloween three made no fucking sense. Let's go back to Michael Let's Myers. go back to Michael Myers. Wow. Kinda glad I never saw those. Right? It was only one. <clears throat> right. And it was really weird. It was like nineteen eighty three weird. No. <laughs> that's really, that makes sense. That's really weird. I mean, that's the year before Ghostbusters. Oh. Ghostbusters was awesome. Wait, what was it in eighty three? Eighty three I think I, was I Jaws three D. Was Jaws it? 3D. Oh my god, that was the worst Jaws of all. Was that it? was like Halloween three. I thought it was the best uh, Jaws of all because it was in SeaWorld. I yeah. Dennis Quaid, and then uh, <laughs> as Jaws, Louis Gossett Jr. was his boss at SeaWorld. 
I, I've never seen this, and I'm kind of glad. Seen I it. don't think I have. Come on. There's it was certain, in 3D. There's Jeff. a certain thing to like sequels that I'm like I'm kind of picky about. <laughs> I'm like, uh, and Dennis Quaid. Wait, Dennis Quaid or his brother Den- Randy Quaid? Dennis Quaid. Okay, in my head, I was, picking, space. I was picturing Randy Quaid. So. Oh, you're cousin Eddie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you gotta you gotta picture. That's why I said Randy Quaid as Jaws. That that makes me laugh. But Dennis Quaid as Jaws doesn't make me laugh. Enemy Mine. Enemy, Enemy Mine was awesome. I just watched a review on that from. Uh, <laughs> these guys <laughs> and dude, they they brought up some really i i i remember watching that when i was younger dude wasn't it awesome but it's got some really Louis strange Gossett Jr. and dennis quaid, and dennis quaid. <laughs> what year was that, that 85 85 or 86 yeah, yeah yeah that's something i watched quite a bit of when i was younger me too and it was very strange very strange very strange movie cuz it's not what you expect no. at all no. If you haven't seen it, folks, go out and rent it. <laughs> go, go, go to your Forgive blockbuster. Us. and We were we were born in 1979. <laughs> uh, <coughs> dude, and then Last Starfighter, that was another one of them. That was another movie. Where it was like Disney, so it was <laughs> that was another movie. <laughs> that was yes, another dude. movie. Now we're getting off the beaten path of uh, horror, <laughs> but uh, dude, that was a great one. Yeah. Alex Rogan. And they actually have very, I think they have very similar... Um, Storylines? No, uh, character makeups for the aliens. Oh, for the aliens, yeah. yeah. Ooh, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, like, what was the the Starfleet? The like, they they had all those different creatures. I have no idea. Oh, you don't remember that? That was awesome when he goes into the sh- and he's like Sanchez. There was like some weird languages <laughs> they were doing. It was like, all right, as you Let's spit see. all of yourself. I know, I know. In the time of COVID, um, yeah, so. We just went tonight. Speaking of movies, speaking of speaking movies. of French movies, we went and saw <laughs> Wes Anderson's French Dispatch. French Dispatch. It was all right. It was confusing. It was. There was a lot to take in. I loved the cinematography. I, I loved his jokes. I love Wes Anderson's style. I yeah. really do. Yeah, it's so uh, creative to me. Yeah, and I love watching it. I was thrown off by our movie theater because half of the screen. Because part of the movie's in, in black and white, yeah, and it really stuck out to me that half the screen was magenta <laughs> and half the screen was green, and it was really fucking throwing me yeah, off when yeah. in the black and white scenes. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, I, 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 to me, I was questioning: Wait, is this Wes Anderson? Is he making it half magenta, half green? Right. But that's that's not what it was. It wasn't that at all. Then I you was, then you close the door and then you did it in Wes Anderson fashion where you was like. And you could hear. Oh, you. yeah. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. You could hear the movie theaters next, next to, to you and across the hall and everywhere. Booming and exploding and yeah. screaming and moaning. None of the ushers from the movie theater decided to come and close the door. So you hear that. So we what 20 minutes in. And I was like, OK, I can't I can't take this anymore. It was 45 minutes. It was probably a little longer. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. We, dealt with it. we dealt with it for a little longer than we should have. Yeah. Because we went through two stories. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll take your word for it. No, we only went through one story. Was the first story the prisoner? Uh, yeah. So you. So yeah, yeah, you're right. So it was probably only like half hour. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, we got. I got up and shut that shit. Yeah. And then it was a little bit, a little better. But yeah, so I'm saying Wes Anderson. I love his style, his his comedic um, timing. visuals and timing, and yeah. it's it's it's. I love it. And those subtleties of the close ups. 
and like when a point is emphasized with yeah. them, like a quick close up. <laughs> yeah. Quick close up or like a, a pan, the pan to like out. reveal a, a word or something in the in the just off screen, yeah. you know, just yeah. 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 He's good. I like him. It was weird though. This, this was like I said, th- this was a lot to take in. Yeah. I'll have to watch it again so I can kind of pick up on more of the the subtle yeah, subtle things going on in the background. Yeah. But, yeah. There was a lot going on. Like the cartoon that happened at the end. Like there was a cartoon. Was there? I, yeah. And I was a bit confused by it, but it was like, okay, he's doing cartoon now. It was like a, a kind of like I mean there was yeah, there was animation kind of s- spattered throughout. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I kind of was like I kind of wished if he was going to do animation that he did he would do the stop the stop motion. Yeah, that's what I was I was like, "Oh man, this this would have been But having done two full featured movies in stop motion animation. He already he's proved. Kinda, yeah, he's like, "I I can do that shit. Maybe yeah. now it's just time to actual animation." Yeah. Oh, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Because I don't think he's used anim- like regular animation no, like that hasn't. before. He hasn't, and and you know what? It was still funny, and it was still it was still amusing. Yeah. That whole that whole chase thing. <laughs> yeah, but that was good. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Um, it was very confusing, very complex. If you enjoy his style, you'll enjoy this. Yeah, you'll just need to rewatch it again, maybe, because there was a lot going on. Or maybe you're just smarter than we are, and you can pick up on it. And you only have to watch it once, but. <laughs> I'll have to watch it twice. I uh, I went and saw an Edgar Allan Poe play. Uh, it was um, in Oak Park. It was considered immersive, but I wouldn't necessarily say it was immersive. You kind of go into a different room to watch a different scene that's going on, but you're not free to move about. Right. It's not happening around you. Yeah. It's just happening in front of you in a different room. Exactly. So to me, that doesn't fit the definition of immersive. Yeah. I guess it could be elusive, but I would consider it to be where you're able to walk freely around and be that. Be a part of the, yeah, the scene. Well, not necessarily be a part of it. I mean, not, not, not interacting with the scene, but interacting like you can go, and be in the middle. And be in the middle of and observe or, or it all. behind one actor or in front of another actor, yeah, kind of like just right. viewing it from different exactly. angles. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And so uh there was a scene though, man. And I have to say it was it got me. It well, got psychologically, it got me. What is this based on? His stories. So you got like I mean, is it is it a, a reenacting his stories? Um, or is it like a like the telling of his life while he's writing these stories or what's it? It's, it's you're, like, you're nodding and they can't hear you. <laughs> yeah. I'm processing. <laughs> it's, it's a bit of both. It's like his, his psyche, what he was thinking, what he was going through while he was writing. Okay. The, so the story is meshed with that. Okay. And, um, it's like the telltale heart was a part of this, the pit and the pendulum. Right. Um, he had some other stories that uh, the cask of Amontillado, the it, Raven. Uh, I no. don't know if the Raven was in there. How could it not be? I, there was like five. Yeah. There was five stories. Isn't that what he's most known for? Because uh, you go into a couple rooms where the wife's in uh, a couple of the rooms, 
and you're you're following his wife, who was also his cousin, right? And I think what was she, twelve or thirteen or fourteen when they got married? Could be, yeah, Some, I something don't like that. And she, you know, fo- you you go into a room and there she is, and she's sipping at tea, and and so this takes place in like five different rooms, a, in a different mansion. room for a different story. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, sounds interesting. Oh, it's very interesting. It was it was fantastic. Was it worth it? Oh, it was well worth it. It was one of the best plays I've ever seen. Hmm. I loved the acting. I loved I loved the I loved going inside of a mansion and like it was just it brought it to life that you were in this big house with different rooms. And I have to say, you know, each scene was incredible, but this one scene scared the shit out of me, man. We were in the like the bedroom, probably the size of both my bedrooms put together, which are like I don't know nine by well eleven by this is like nine by ten maybe yeah yeah about yeah nine by ten so two of those rooms and you got about thirty people in this room so. More than half the space of the two bedrooms is the people. The audience. The audience, seated with, you know, a couple ushers. Oh, so they actually come in and you sit down? Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking you just walk in, Uh, they do it, and then you walk out to another one. Most of the, there's a, a, there's one scene that's like in, like when you go upstairs, there's like a room uh, in the center of all the other rooms. So it's almost as though it's like its own living room upstairs. Okay. And all the bedroom doors are right there. And so there's like two two levels of that. Like you go up two or three steps and then there's the upper level of this, which is like probably a quarter of that whole entire space is the up upper part. And um, Edgar Allan Poe just was laying on the upper part where you don't see him. He's laying on his back, and then he just gets up, and we were, st- me, me and Lori were standing right there, like, and he gets up, and we just so happened to have been the last of the group to come up, so he was right by us when he got up, because mm-hmm. we were standing right by the stairs. It was like, oh man, that was that that was number one because it just started. Like we had the big room where it's the introduction with monologue him, and then monologue her, and then other characters coming in from the outside and just kind of being very ominous and ghostly. And then you go upstairs into the first scene, they split us the, up the groups right when we're about to go into the first room. Before that, we're in that common area and he just rises and then there's a uh, there's a mini monologue right there and it's like, oh man, yes! The timing was perfect and then there was like this, uh, this guy, this was his first project since college. He was awesome, man, in the Telltale Heart. He looked like he was like, kind of looked like Seth Meyers and Anthony Michael Hall if they had a kid. <laughs> <laughs> and he was incredible acting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then this Edgar Allan Poe guy, I mean, he was just, I don't know how to describe, I, I, you know, like as far as actors, I didn't really give it much thought. But it was just like he had, the, he did a great role. His his hair was real, you know. Like I I think that was his mustache. Um, 
the 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 wardrobe was great, but the pit and the pendulum. This scene in this little bedroom with the thirty people in there, and they turn off the lights. They warn you in the beginning of the show that there's going to be complete darkness during the show. Nice. And they're like, so be respectful. Leave your masks on. If you need to be escorted out, please quietly. If you could respectfully wait for the scene to end, right? You can, you know, like otherwise, we just ask that of you, you know, yeah, to be respectful of the people around you and the actors and that scene and that scene. So uh, they ask you that they ask you. So it's like, dude, just sit and wait, right? You know, um, they turn off the lights, man, and. You couldn't see a fucking thing. And they had these speakers in this room. And they made it sound like a fucking prison. Like this like stone cold prison. If you ever read The Pit and the Pendulum. Like just an, think of an old middle medieval just deep cave. <laughs> with just, you know, one way in. They brought you in. And that's the only way out besides the hole on the top. That's think fifty to a hundred feet in the air, and then there's your this you know you're tied to a stone bed on your back, and there's a pendulum swinging, swinging slowly and getting closer and closer. So this is like you hear that sound, and then the wind, and then the dripping of the prison, and. And he's just talking and just talking about being a prisoner and the psychological effect. Oh, my God. In the darkness, in the complete darkness, scared the living hell out of me. Really? Yeah. Psychologically. Just hearing someone's voice with those sound effects in complete darkness. (laughs) I don't know, man. Impending doom closing in on you? It was... already being seasoned with all the Edgar Allan Poe stuff, you know, like the way he writes and in this show and the Halloween and this old mansion in Oak Park. And it's like, oh, man, they did a job well done. Nice. It scared me. And I was like, I think it might have even scared me more than any of the haunted houses I've been to. I mean, okay, I, I, I'll give you that. <laughs> What, 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 what? No, no. I, to me, haunted houses aren't really scary. Yeah, yeah. They're just more startling if if they do right. tend, tend to catch you. It's more of like a catch jump scare. Yeah. yeah, right, right, right. It's not, it doesn't actually scare me. Like, oh, that's disturbing or that's, you know, I don't, I don't get scared at haunted houses for some reason. Yeah. I get fascinated, <laughs> interested. I'm like, oh. Like in, interested in like how the characters are playing, like how the people are, you know the people who are trying to scare you, how they're acting, like stuff like that. Like you get you get the really good ones, and you're like, okay. Like I I literally say, like good job. Like I, I congratulate them. Like yeah, well, good yeah. good job. Yeah, like, yeah, you're doing a, you're doing a good job. Because there's some that just kind of like uh, they do a help a, te- a head tilt, and they're like uh, that's all right. It's that's not enough. Yeah, you gotta I, you do you gotta have timing. You gotta just know when to like come up on somebody. And, you're right, man. I. There is that nod you give the performer, yeah, at a haunted house. Yep. Like, dude, you're, you're doing you're doing a good job. Yeah. yeah, you know, like, 
like the guy that was following us in line that was following me, he did an awesome job. He was like, you're like, Dan, you turn your head at the perfect <laughs> yes. time that he was trying to follow you. And I'm like, dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Because he could have been doing that where he was following me to be like completely behind me. I don't think he was. I think he was trying to get like in your eyesight. Because once he and did, you guys were just off time, like where his what, head was popping up on your. As side. soon yeah. as I saw him, though, he caught me by complete surprise. Right, and he had been he, there for a while. And he already been there because <laughs> everybody was reacting around you too, the people in line. Right, and it was like where he was at too was like at the darkness of that that tent. Yep. Where it was, where, like, dude, there, there, there's a bright light above this tent. Where like half of your, if you step a foot to your right or your left, oh, yeah. you're blinded by this light. Yeah, but and if you step I was a foot to your light. right, you're in like the shadow of the tent, and you can kind of see better. But yeah, you were you were being blinded, and he was us, utilizing that oh, to that, sneak up on that you. That was great. That was great. This, so the line, folks, the line ghosts or performers or whatever you want to call them were awesome. Yeah. There was like that the ring girl. Remember when she was crawling under the Yeah, no, she yeah, she, she got she got down and dirty. Yeah, she, she was like her belly was just going yeah. against the dirt and then there was the stilt guy. Yeah. That guy was awesome and then he just stood there like just all ominous. <laughs> there was the creepy teddy bear with an axe. Oh, yeah. That was great. <laughs> that was hilarious. It's like so uh, uh, it was definitely a shorter person. Like I'm talking for Four Nine, foot, yeah, maybe, maybe at, at best, and they had looked like they had cut open like a, a a large stuffed animal teddy bear. Yeah, took out all the stuffing and then just put it on as a costume and Which carried around an axe. <laughs> and they just they made it look super fucking creepy. And yeah, it was a really good yeah. job. I'm like, hell yeah, <laughs> that was seriously like the scale of the the of the the ones that were out on the line. Like for me, for some reason, that was the one that was creepiest to me. I still have to say, man, the ending of. A haunted house with a chainsaw still scares the shit out of me. Really? Yeah, there's still that element of like you're holding something that could seriously hurt us, anyways. But even, it can't. Even even though it doesn't have those those things on there. There's no chain. There's no like. There's no chain. The chain spinning might, blades or the chain might not be able to yeah. kill us, but maybe the motor inside. <laughs> <laughs> Some freak. The, f- the fumes. <laughs> the fumes. <laughs> but yeah, it. I don't know. It still kind of scares me. Like, what if this one? What if this one is a real chainsaw? They yeah. don't know it. <laughs> oh God, my liver! Let me have an Alec Baldwin situation. Oh no, Jesus! That sucks. That's happened in the past month. Yeah, that's. I don't know if anybody heard about that, but Alec Baldwin literally shot someone on set. On set with a gun that should not have been loaded with any kind of projectile. Yeah, and it was. And someone died. And that's fucking crazy because that shit should not happen on a fucking movie set. No. So I'm sure there's investigations going on right now. Yes, there is. That sucks. Can you imagine? That was his friend, too. Yeah. The camera person was his friend. The director got Director. I thought it was the director that died and then... Or cinematographer. Cinematographer. She was was a rising star cinematographer. Yeah. Or already a star. With with a husband and a kid, yeah, man, it's too bad. Well, Brandon uh, Lee all over. Yeah, and so I read an article about that. Like it, uh, this is uh, something that has happened. Yeah, this is, and this has happened, from what I've read on that set three times earlier. 
Really? Yeah. And there was a whole protest from the crew. So there's a whole investigation to see if this was intentional, intentional, or it was just because lack of crew. So I mean, I, I in my head, I don't understand how a actual bullet or projectile can get right. into a prop gun. And that's, like there should be nowhere nowhere near set. That's sick. Yeah, that that's is, fucked up if somebody did that intentionally. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know, folks. But yeah, I, I guess if it wasn't, then you know, safety. <laughs> like, who checks that? Is, yeah, I mean, is but I mean, prop master or something. Or? But the, there's the armorer is supposed to be okay in charge of the firearms on on set. Yeah, checking, you know, making sure everything's safe. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck they were doing. On that day, but and from what I heard, that they the crew were working sixteen hour days. I mean, that's not unusual for a movie, but like then consecutively or something or other, where it was like they worked a certain amount of hours. Where it was, there was a couple, uh, I guess, crew that got into car accidents. Oh, because they were so tired. Yeah, they fell asleep and dozed off. And uh, I think they protested this because also the, those guns were firing projectiles before. Yeah, that's, I mean, if this had happened before on set, then, I mean, if Alec Baldwin knew this was happening before on set, then he should never have even pointed it at someone just in the off, off chance that, you know, this yeah. is one of those guns that was. And so here, when I read further, I thought it was like, this gory scene of she got shot in the head, right? You know, or in the neck. She got shot in the shoulder, dude. Really? And she bled to death. It hurt her artery. Oh. So it it like hit like, boom, like. And they couldn't stop the bleeding, in enough time. Right. So. Because it hit multiple people though, so there must have been like some kind of yeah shrapnel spreading out in different directions. That's my guess. Right, if it hit multiple people, or or maybe it went through and then hit hit him or ricocheted. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't, know, I don't know either. Well, it's just unfortunate. Um, I went to a magic lounge. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that that segue was. It's perfect. I know. Magic bullets to magic lounge. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, my segues need need assistance. Um, it's, it's fantastic. I, I like it this way. Like, <laughs> fuck seamless segues. We'll just jump right into something else. God. Deal so, with it, people. The ten of you that are listening. Um so Chicago's got a history with its magic. Does it? Yes. Harry Blackstone. Oh, Harry Blackstone. I don't know who that is. I don't either. He's oh. just a big time music uh, musician. Musician. No, uh, magician. Magician. Musician. Illuminati. Illuminati. There you go. Ooh. I already heard that one before. <coughs> but 
Uh, Chicago has a long time history of uh, magic. And okay. It's magic shows with uh, some legends from here. And there's this. David Copperfield? No. Oh. I don't know where. David Blaine? No. Oh. Harry Blackstone. He's, the, he's, the, he's our biggest name? He's our big guy. Dude, right, that's, I mean, we got to. Dude, we gotta find somebody. Harry, Harry, Harry Anderson? How about that? Where's Harry Houdini from? Is he from England? I don't know. No, I thought he was American, wasn't he? I don't know. Escape artist. Yeah, I don't. So when I think of magicians, I think of Harry Houdini, then David Copperfield, David Blaine, David Blaine, and then who's Chris Angel? Chris Angel, and then I Penn would, and Teller. Penn and Teller. Yeah. Mr. Wizard. Mr. Not Mr. Wizard. Um, the Wizard on the Bozo Show. Uh, was Wizzo. He, well, he wasn't a magician, though, was he? I don't know. But uh, those are the big ones. David Copperfield. Probably the biggest, right? Harry Houdini. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Harry Blackstone is kind of in that list. Kind of. So. Kind of. <laughs> but he was from Chicago, so he never... He never really made yeah, the big... never made a big one. Houdini, though, like, where's he from? I I, I don't know you my know, we just I don't know my Harry Houdini uh, history. I don't was never really fascinated by him for some reason. Yeah, I just know that he died because he got punched in the stomach. Right, that's kind of this weird thing that you don't think happens, but yeah, apparently he was known for having like an iron stomach, stomach like you could. Take a punch from anybody, and and then he got bl- he, blindsided. Where yeah, he wasn't ready for it. And then internal bleeding or something happened. I think. Um, yeah, that that. Whoa! Did you find it? No, no. <laughs> it was the the empty emptiness. The of the podcast, the, the silence that you should probably edit out, yeah, we should. but you won't. You'll just upload it, and everyone will have to listen to it. Oh, I'll not. <laughs> I'm trying to find a Harry Houdini knowledge. He was five feet six inches tall, so he was taller than uh, Sylvester Stallone. How t- tall is Sylvester Stallone? He's about five foot five, five foot six. He's not that short, is he? I think so, man. Anyway, Harry Houdini was born in 1874, lived until 1926. The, more, the Roaring Twenties. Yeah. Where was he born? I'm trying to find it. That's, I haven't got there yet. God, Give me a good fucking break here. Come on, man. Um, yeah, it doesn't tell me. I, I have to read more. <laughs> <coughs> I'm fucking dying here, man. I'm dying here, man. He's he's Hungarian nationality. Oh, he was born in Hungary. There we go. There you go. He was Hungarian. So I also... Okay, here's the thing. It says, Harry Houdini was a Hungarian-born American escape artist. So he must have been born in in Hungary, but then came over and then was American. Ah. So there you go. That's... uh, all I ever want to know about Harry Houdini. Have you been to any magic shows? No. Never? Mm. People getting cut in half, disappearing. Vegas. 
<laughs> so yes. No, no. This was this was not like big time Vegas. This was like off the beaten path Vegas. So it was hilarious. <laughs> it was it was pretty funny, from what I remember. Z- Zamunda or some weird, I don't know. Zamunda's where Z- no, no. where <coughs> Hakeem is, is from. Is it? Yeah, that wasn't that then, but okay. it was something like that. But it was interesting. It was fun. It was like a it was a fun little show. What 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 do you mean? It was. Like, I don't remember. It, there was a bed of nails, and I remember watermelon throwing. Wait, there was a bed of nails. It was a bed of nails. That's cool. Yeah. See, that's the kind of shit I wanted to see at this magic show. They did a bunch of card tricks. I, I mean, that's. I mean, that explains it all. Actually, it's it, it, card tricks are are that. It's a trick. It's not really magic. Anybody can learn how to do it. It's just you know. Most people can do it. Trying to do it. The way you enter this magic lounge is pretty cool. Through a bookcase? Through a fireplace. Oh. Yeah. Like, do you have to crouch down, or is it big enough for you to... The thing just fucking opens up, man. It's fucking cool. It's pretty cool. And to get into the place is fucking awesome. You have to know a secret code? No. Oh. You're at a laundromat that says ring the bell for service. You go in, you already have the address because you have the ticket. Right. And then you ring the bell and you wait a few seconds. And then the washer and dryer of this laundromat, this small little laundromat, door opens up out of that. It's like, holy shit, that is fucking awesome. Huh. Then on the other side, it's like a bookcase. Is it a functioning laundromat, though? Can I, like, I actually go there and wash my clothes if I wanted to? No. Ah. But you walk in. And Not that great, then. You walk in, and it looks like it is. Right. You walk in, and you're like, wait, am I in the right place? That's kind of funny. Because the, the whole thing is built like it's a small little laundromat the size of this room. Huh. And like on one side, there's and there's functioning washers and dryers, and you're looking, and then there's like a little teller machine that says ring bell for service. And then one of the washers and dryers stacked, the door opens. So how did you know to stay there? Like because if, if you thought where you were in the wrong spot, you're like, okay. I heard about it. Okay. I heard that this this is a thing. Because I probably would have been like, all right, I'm in the wrong spot. I'm going to go walk around and try to find where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. So I already heard. Gotcha. And then I was gotcha. like, oh, wow, they do a good job. This looks, This looks real. Right. So those those things in itself were like cool to just walk into. And then I feel as though that I just wanted some other tricks like this the Vegas stuff you're talking about. Right. Disappearing or bed of nails or getting cut in half or you know some sort something of something like yeah. Some sort of like teleportation or something, you know, like Let's see, let's the, see. The, the floating woman with the hula hoop and levitation, the levitation. Yeah. You know, like I love I love that stuff. Let let's see that. Let's let's see that on this stage. Or the straight jacket and the chain in the box. The escape and all artist. of a sudden it just pops open and there's nothing there. Yeah. I've, or it's a dog or something like that. So you've seen these things. I mean, of course I've seen them. Like on television. Not on television. You've seen that on a stage. It's uh, I don't remember. It's possible. I remember uh, when I was in grade school in Bridgeview, they had a magician come and do these things, and they had an assistant, and they had the whole thing. <laughs> and it was like in grade school, yeah. 
the the levitation yeah uh the box you know you, the the person cut did they actually like saw the person or did there was like a oh, we'll just separate the box and do away with the sawing I, of the person yeah i don't know if the saw seems kind of violent i don't know if the saw was there yeah but uh they had the box and then the box you know had the legs are wiggling yeah and then um <coughs> then there's the the person the person on the other side and so then it's like oh my god but you know you would think that there's another person in that box wiggle your legs you know yeah yeah <laughs> yeah they're they're scrunched up in there with with like a some sort of material to make it look like the box has nobody in there. Right. But the legs. Right. You know. So I don't know. I don't I'm not a magician, but I just find that little bit of like variety. I just and then I pick up so get this. The next week I pick up these riders from that magic lounge. And they got to see some cool stuff. Why did they get to see it? And you didn't. Because I guess the night I went didn't have the cool stuff, but card tricks. Oh, what a gym. They went on a Friday night. I went on a Saturday or Sunday night on Halloween. I thought going on Halloween was enough precedent. No, all the magicians are out trick-or-treating. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they got to see someone serve ice cream from thin air. Really? Yeah. That sounds pretty interesting. First they were serving whiskey. That sounds even more interesting. And then... And then someone goes ice cream, and I'm like, "Oh, that was the mm-hmm. that was the decoy person that is placed in in mm-hmm. the audience." And and there's there's the a the plant, few, yeah, the plant, and there's a few of them, and, and and I caught on after the show that I'm like, "Oh, there's a few plants," yeah, because I was picked, and then they asked me to say and do something, and then they just made a joke, and then they asked other people right and, and then they like, picked the, some, the somebody that was the plant right and I'm like they did it, a job well done with it though like making it like oh wow look at that you know yeah but it's like did you even you know and they even say like we encourage you to figure this out right you know that's the whole fun of it yeah and um but we also ask you, please be respectful for those that haven't seen this yet. You know. Yeah. Don't don't give the shit away. Yeah. Ooh, I, I'm sure there's been shows where some they come in and sabotage it. Yeah. It's had to have happened. You know. Call the police. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it was it was cool in the way the theater was, and um, I I just wish I could go to another day where. Cool I, shit happened. I could see things besides card tricks. But maybe that's kind of the point. Like, they want you to come back different days to experience different things. I think you're right. So, there you go. Go back. I would say Friday and Saturday is probably the best. Yeah, that's, that's my guess as well. You know, Sunday was probably the sleeper day. Yeah, Wednesday. Don't go, don't go on a Wednesday. It's the hump day. Nobody gives a shit. People get killed on Wednesday in that theater. Don't. And that, that's the name of the, the movie. Don't go on Wednesday. <laughs> what? <laughs> Go to a magic show on a Wednesday and you get killed. Oh yeah, gotcha. That's the day they murder everybody. <laughs> they actually saw people in half. 
What do we got here? I don't even know anymore. To be honest with you. Who's live anyway? What is that? I don't even know what that is. The Who's Line Is It Anyway people and Joel Murray did a show. Who's Joel Murray? Name sounds familiar. He was in One Crazy Summer. He was in Mad Men. Uh, is he Bill Murray's brother? Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Oh. I was kind of just saying that as a joke, but all right. No, totally. So then he was in Groundhog Day. I don't know if he was in Groundhog Day. Oh, no, I'm thinking of Brian Murray, the other brother. No, no, no. That was... It was, uh, is it Brian Murray? I thought his name was uh, Delroy. Delroy. What was his name? I thought it was Brian. There's Brian Doyle. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of Brian Doyle. And then there's Bill, and then there's Joel, and then there's Carl. <laughs> what was his name? Felipe. He was in that, and he was in Moving Violations. Yeah, that's not a, we're going to any bells now. But yeah. So um, it was a good show. It was at the Athenium or Athenium. I don't know how you pronounce it. Yeah, well, be careful. Uh, Anthony. I thought it was only like about 150, 200 seat theater. Go in and it's like 1,200. That big? Yeah. Wow. And it, Where is this at? Uh, Southport, Wellington, and Lincoln. Just south. Of so that. all right, it's, right little, by, it's up there a little bit. Right by Saint Alphonsus Church. Gotcha. And uh, that's the church I go to every yeah. Sunday. Yeah. So I know exactly where that's at. There was Oktoberfest right over there too. Uh it was a packed house. They did a great job. Wait, so you're telling me there was twelve hundred people in there when you went? Probably at least a thousand. Wow. Cause it was you looked around and then you know, there there might have been a few holes and some the seats but so it's all the whose line is it anyway people colin mockery uh the tall guy tall guy what the hell's his name uh ryan something yeah what about everyone else uh who, who else is from yeah there was only like wait I, maybe i should start with this question dan are you familiar with whose line is it anyway? No. Okay. <laughs> so even if I'm naming people, you wouldn't know who the hell I was talking about anyway. Okay. Uh, Br- Wayne Brady. Ray- Bra- Br- Wayne Brady. He yeah. wasn't. There. He wasn't there. The tall guy was there. Ryan. The guy with the glasses and the like. The, the yeah the. He was Elvis there. Costello looking kind of guy. Yeah, he was there. Yeah. Then there was some other guy. Bald guy. No. Oh. Not no he not wasn't, Colin Mockery no or he wasn't there either, and there was some other guy I don't know if he's a part of that show. There was no Drew Carey either, and well he was kind of a, just the host. Yeah, he was an afterthought anyway. He wasn't the the original. Yeah, but I have to say I had fun. There was a lot of Chicago references, nice, cleverly done. A lot of that short formy stuff on whose line is it anyway? They were doing. Mm. Uh, it was a really fun show, and. Uh, they all did well. Joel Murray did a lot of great Chicago references one after another, and his deliveries were, were great. The tall guy is just, everybody loves and adores him. Yeah, and you, Styles, and, Ryan Styles. There he is. is. Yeah. Everybody adores him. Yeah, and he's, 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 he's always one of the better character actors on the, yeah. or the. Like, you try to punk him, and he'll make it funnier. Yeah. You know, like, uh, 
they all did a great job though. Um, but yeah, that was the, that was a, a fun show. I want to go see Johnny Caponera later this month. What's that? This guy from like Bridgeport. He's older. He's probably in his fifties, upper fifties. Stand up. Yeah, at Zany's the night before Thanksgiving. Okay. Oh, it's gonna be fun. You can go see a local stand up hero. Oh yeah. Uh, Kyle Kinane's coming to town. When? Twenty second of November. Where's he going? That I don't know off the top of my head. Speakeasy. No, no. He's a little bigger than that. Oh, yeah. He's more like the <laughs> Metro or... Yeah, somewhere. Somewhere, somewhere the tickets are a little more expensive. Chicago Theater. Chicago Theater, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Go see Kyle. Yeah. Yeah, he's a funny dude, man. Uh, Let's see here. I think we're... Uh, we're about... I think yeah. we're about there. Yeah. I think we've bored all you enough, right? Yeah, we got a little weird... Uh, you, you, you're all asleep by now. Yeah, we, you're listening to us while you uh, nod like, off. It was like that 38th minute. I think it was the 38th or 39th minute. I have to close the gap on that. What's that? Oh, the <laughs> 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 where there was just that emptiness. We were waiting for our our audience to respond back to us. That's yeah. what we were doing. Maybe we should put a laugh track in there. There we go. But um, some canned laughter. I'm, I'm all for it. Canned laughter. That would be great. That was a thing. Is that, a is thing? that what it, isn't that what they call it? Canned laughter. Yeah, but I'm saying if that was a real thing, if like you can get a like a, I, a gimmicky novelty shop. I guarantee you can somewhere. That would be great. Open it up and ha ha ha. You know, like ha, ha. yeah, live studio audience uh, laughter. All right. <laughs> Anyways, folks, it's a, it's getting late. It's getting kind of late, huh? Yeah, it's. I mean, for us right now, it's like. Two in the morning? Three in the morning? What time is it? I don't even know. Oh, it's like, yeah. It's right at 2.30. 2.30. All right. Yeah. Uh, it's been a nice night. Uh, this is Night on the Town. I'm your host, Dan. I'm still Jeff. Good night. Good night. night.